Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process and for authors to learn valuable tips on producing and marketing your audiobooks. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to talk about pre-production, the time before you actually start either recording for yourself, if you're going to do the author-narrator route, or if you're going to turn it over to a producer or your narrator. So this is that time period. And I want to talk to you today about what kinds of things you would want to be doing during this time. When you're working with a producer, part of the pre-production process is casting, but I'm not going to cover that today. I'm strictly going to talk about manuscript preparation and the kinds of things you'll want to pay attention to. Some items may seem really obvious. And these would be things like visuals, where you've got to figure out what you're going to do with them. The benefit of thinking about it in advance is that when you're having your narrator do the production, do the recording, they're not having to stop and think about what it is that you want done or ask you the question They already have it written out for them exactly what you want them to say. And that can save a lot of time and therefore money in your production process. There are other things that may seem particularly obvious, although maybe not. And so I want to bring them up here. And that is things like footnotes or citations. While many times footnotes are strictly bibliographical information, sometimes you may have used a footnote to expand on a particular point that would have otherwise interrupted the flow of the text, but it may be valuable information. And so you may want to include some of that information in a footnote kind of approach in your audiobook, which might sound like at the end of your sentence, note, and then you include the information, end note. Now let's dive into some other things that perhaps you haven't thought about yet. One of those is when you use references, this is typically in a nonfiction book, when you use references to your own book, let's say you're talking about reading this book, You may want to change that language to listen or hear. And the references to the text you may want to refer to as audiobook, not necessarily book. While we do make that translation very easily in our minds, it is something that is a kind of a nice touch when you're listening to an audiobook and it's being referred to appropriately. One way to prepare your manuscript for this is to do a search on the word book and read, and then determine on a case-by-case basis whether it makes more sense to read it as audiobook or to have the read 
read as listen or hear. You'll have to really do it on a case-by-case basis. So you'll work your way through your manuscript by going from one found item to the next. You'll also want to look for references to other parts of your book. Again, we're mostly talking nonfiction because this doesn't usually happen in fiction. But if you are making a point and you want to reference something that is either coming later in a, in a later chapter, you may have put in your written text, you know, to refer to a certain page or to refer to a certain chapter, whether it's before or after doesn't matter. In a written text, that is much easier for somebody to go flip the pages to go find. In an audiobook, not so easy. And so you want to remove those references. However, if you want them to know that you're going to go deeper into a certain topic, you may want to change the reference to something like, in chapter 10, we'll discuss this more fully, something along those lines. Or you could reference back to an earlier chapter along the lines of, in chapter four, we discussed this point more thoroughly. Something along those lines. But make sure that it's not something where you're asking them to actually go flip to a different place, because that would just be annoying. And basically what it's telling the listener is that you were not taking the care with your audiobook to prepare it for them that you may have taken with the print edition. Let's take a short pause here and come right back to talk about a few more things you want to be thinking about in your pre-production for your audiobook. Here at Pro Audio Voices, we love working with authors who have a big goal in mind. They really want to reach out to their audience around the world. We're here to help make that happen. It starts with our pre-production process, where we're evaluating and determining what elements of the audiobook we can leverage to both create an excellent listener experience for your listeners, as well as drawing them to your website to engage with you further. It continues on through the production process, making decisions that will enhance and support your big goals, as well as creating a great listener experience. But we don't stop there. Once the audiobook is live, we move on to helping you market your audiobook with the Audiobook Marketing Program. Come check us out at ProAudioVoices.com. To schedule a call to talk about your audiobook project, click on Get Started. Now let's consider what if your book doesn't have really clear chapter divisions? There are a lot of different ways to format books, fiction and nonfiction. And chapters, though it is the most common, is not a format that everyone uses. If you're not using the chapter format, then it may not be clear to your narrator where you want to separate out the tracks. Let me tell you a little bit about why it matters. The main thing is that we're thinking about the listener experience. If your book is not laid out in chapters, I'm just going to give a scenario in which it might be really helpful to think about the way in which you might break up your audio into tracks. Let's say, for example, that you have a section in your book that is descriptive, and then you have a poem 
at the end of it. Or you have an exercise at the end of the segment, and then you move into a new segment of text. If you think that your listener might want to be able to jump back to the beginning of that poem or that exercise, then making it a new track starting there would be really helpful because otherwise they're going to have to do the kind of hunt and peck that you do by going back 10 or 30 seconds continuously and just trying to find it. That can be really difficult and annoying and kind of frustrating. We never want to create an experience that's going to be frustrating for our listeners. Other kinds of things you're going to need to think about are your front and back matter. This is especially in the case where you may have, for example, your acknowledgments in the front of your book, in the front matter. It's best not to have those read as the first thing that you're listeners here, because most people will skip over those, and you don't want anything in the way or slowing your listener down from getting to the meat of your book or the heart of your book. You want to draw them in as quickly as you can. So if you have your acknowledgments as part of your front matter, I definitely suggest that you move it to the end of the book if you're going to have it narrated at all. If you're not going to have it narrated and you simply turn over the text without any pre-production work to either your producer or your narrator, they are likely either going to then have to take the time to ask you if you want that read, or they may just read it anyway, and then you will have had them spend time and potentially you're paying them for the time that they just spent narrating those acknowledgments. Often, acknowledgments also include a lot of names. They may have researched those names in order to get them correct. And now look at all the time that would be wasted, and that's an unpleasant circumstance. But think about all that time that your narrator may be putting in simply because you didn't take the time to prepare the manuscript and let them know exactly which parts to read and which not to read. You also don't want your narrator making assumptions about what you want read and what you don't. There may be things that you are assuming, on your part, that they will read simply because it's there. But if you're not really clear with them, they may just, for example, omit reading the about the author. The sad thing is that some authors and narrators think that about the authors shouldn't be read, and therefore they're missing out on a tremendous opportunity and a kind of gift to their listeners, which is to let people know more about them and how they can follow them, how they can learn more about what other books they have available in an easier way than having to go search in the various retail or library channels to try and find out. So let's say in a scenario where you turn over your manuscript and it does have an about the author, unless you're clear with them that you do want it read, they might assume otherwise. This is all, again, part of that pre-production work that you want to make sure is done before you have someone 
start on the recording process. In nonfiction books, particularly, when you have materials, either visuals or other kind of content, where you want to offer them an invitation to come to your website to get some additional materials, to go deeper into a particular aspect of what you touch on in your book, these kinds of things, you'll need to craft what those words are, what that invitation sounds like. And it's important that you take care with that such that it doesn't come off like a sales pitch, like, come visit my site now. You know, that's not language that's going to attract people. You really want to make it clear that what you're offering is a bonus, something that will help them get more out of the content that you're already providing in the audiobook. As an author, you know that the particular words you choose matter. And that is true whether you're writing a novel, a nonfiction book, or marketing copy. In this case, you need to be thinking about the experience of the listener and how your invitation is going to come across. Also, how frequently are you going to put that invitation into your audiobook? That's something, again, to take great care with and to really make sure that your audiobook is not coming off like a sales pitch. This is particularly with nonfiction books where you may have lots of bonus content to offer, but you need to do it sparingly. You're looking for the right balance. And so to wrap up this conversation about pre-production and the importance of preparing your manuscript before you or your producer or your narrator move into the recording process, make sure that the text they're provided with or that you're working from is prepared and complete and ready to go. It will save you time, it will save you money, it will save you headaches. And as always, if you have questions about this topic, about pre-production or audiobook production or marketing, I hope that you'll reach out to us at ProAudioVoices.com. We're here to help great stories come alive. Have a great day. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.